0: Welcome to the YOT Project, a
1: podcast that helps you define and create success on your own terms. Each week, we and our inspiring guests share stories, personal and professional challenges, and lessons learned to help you move closer to the best version of yourself. Let's dive in. Listeners, welcome to the YOT Projects Women Founder Series, where we talk to inspiring female founders and entrepreneurs across Southeast Asia about the highs and lows of building a company and the mindset you need to create your own success story. Today, we welcome Ratsuri Bapatharun, the founder
0: and CEO of Current Thai Tea, an up and coming Thai tea brand that has elevated Thai tea, which is our local drink, to the next level. If you've been to Bangkok in the past few years, you must have seen this burgundy, gold theme beverage shop that people line up for in most of the leading department stores. That's Karan Thai Tea. But Bangkok is just your starting point, right? So what's your um, what's your vision
2: for Karan? Well, my goal at first, I kind of want to build a brand as a global franchise brand. So we're starting to sell the franchise license to the outbound. Oh, you're already mm-hmm. started, starting to sell? Yes, yes, yes. Um, in progress.
1: Nice. I would love to bring it over to the Philippines. So we should talk after this. <laughs> <'Cause> I, <live laughs> yeah, in London, yeah. I think people will love it because people here love everything sweet and Thai tea <laughs> is perfect. <laughs> but um, let's talk about Thailand market, which is the starting market. What's the traction so far? Uh, how many years have you built it? Maybe give us a lay of the land of how Karen is so far.
2: Yeah, Garan is now already four years old. And now we have 10 branches.
1: So everyone knows Thai tea, right? And everyone has had Thai tea if they go to a Thai restaurant. What makes Garan tea so special that people have to line up in the queue for so long? There's all <laughs> the queue in front of the line.
2: <laughs> well, I think because of the recipe and also the branding that makes people feel comfortable with it. and Well, it's very Instagrammable, people said (laughs) at first. But actually, why Thai tea that I started off? It started off with my mom's recipe. My mom was the one who loved drinking Thai tea so much. And then she created her own recipe. She gathered tea leaves from different locals across Thailand long ago and then created her recipe and it became our family traditions. And we started drinking this Thai tea recipe for like almost twenty years. Ever since we started drinking our mom's recipe, we cannot drink any else anywhere else Thai tea. Yeah, and it, we kind of want to share this recipe to others, so we started a brand.
0: So before we dive into how you got started, what's your inspiration, and you know the ups and downs that you have went through, um, just to give the listeners. A little bit of the details of what we're going to talk about today. We're not only going to talk about a very interesting um, story of how Karen got started, but we're also going to talk about Raz as well. She's been not only in in the food and beverage world, but she was also so in the tech world as well. So starting yeah. from there, um, coming to here, selling franchise already, Russ started from zero to now, I don't know, a hundred. Um, so we're <laughs> going to talk about, so we're go- also going to cover about um, self-management. How can you manage yourself from, you know, starting um, from being in, in tech scene, not from tech background, and then now coming to be the food be- and beverage founder, not knowing about food and beverage and growing yeah. business on both sides. Yeah, tell tell us how you got started. You you already mentioned a little bit about your family recipe, but I want to take a little step back on just how you got started in your career.
2: Well, at first, I graduated from uh, economics, and I started my job, my first job at the Standard shattered Bank Thailand, in a custodian bank as a client advisor. So what I knew was just in the capital market. I knew nothing about tech, the ad tech or beverage. And then one day my mom came to me and asked me like, hey, do you want to quit your job and started selling Thai tea and everything? And I was like, what, why? She told me that yesterday a bank came up to visit our company and talk and dealing the business, right? And they got to tried at Thai Tea, and they asked my mom if they could have like for two or three hundred serves at their company for the conference meeting. And my mom was like, um, yeah, you can have it for free. <laughs> and then she, when I came back home that day from work, when my mom told me like, um, I, "I, I was thinking you should start selling this. And I was like, what? I am still doing my job and I like it. You want to quit? You want me to quit my job and everything? And she was like, "Yeah, sure, just quit your job and start doing this." At that time, I thought this would be a good opportunity to get myself ready for the master degree, and also maybe just well sell a little of tights just to earn something. And then I quit my job, and then I found out I knew nothing about this market at all. I knew nothing. I don't have any food science background or i don't have any marketing background so i quit my job i started um study gmat for for my master degree and at the same time i had a chance to look up in the uh, food science so i started uh study on my own in this um, industry and also i took a short course about food science because as I knew nothing, I, I want to know something that I can start a business. Also, I took some business courses and also had a chance to enter to the edtech industry. And then I realized that, oh my gosh, I know nothing about business. I know nothing about edtech or anything. So I took, I I gave myself a month to study everything I should know to to lead the programmers team yeah the tech savvy people I gave myself one month I learned the method of thinking and not only just in startup world but it's also can be applied to any other things Uh, I use this mindset and I like the steps there there are steps of doing it and and put it into our Thai Chi model that I was doing it as well.
1: Which point did you realize that, oh, okay, let's not go do master's degree and let's focus on the food science or edtech business?
2: Those times I had so much fun doing it. So I started thinking to pause my my master's degree and um, started being serious about doing edtech work.
1: So basically, your mom's told you to go start a Thai tea business, and you were still, oh, you were still just on a dilemma between should I go study or should I believe in my mom or should I go do this startup thing, which sounds cool too and seems yeah. like you can learn a lot, right? So it sounds like you ended up choosing the edtech uh, business for a start to learn about how to run a business. While you were doing that, were you, uh, you were you still thinking of building Thai tea business?
2: yes yes i was doing it at the same time
1: from
0: you know the day your mom told you hey this might be a good business up until you opened your
2: first job that wasn't easy right can you tell us more about that it wasn't easy because our recipe is the mixture of tea leaves from locals across thailand so it means our costing is very high for us so how can I sell such a local product in a higher price? This was the one that very challenging. And how can I make Thai people so proud about the brand, the Thai tea brand, and then spread it widely to the outsiders?
0: Just to give the listeners who's not in Thailand um, a little <laughs> idea. Thai tea is a very local drink. So it's usually sold for, like you said, a dollar. Very local shop that they use like condensed milk and then sometimes in a bag, in a plastic bag, even, right? But Karan, on the other hand, you can Google it, is completely on a different end. Yeah. The branding and everything is um, very high end. So the challenge is how to bring a very local drink that people usually can drink for a dollar, educate them to understand the difference and elevate it to the point where it can be internationally recognized as a drink that people can pay for?
2: Yeah, I started by doing a market research on my own. I went on a survey for sample size of 300 to 500 people on my own. I found one pain point. There is a pain point in Thai tea market, you know. (laughs) There it is? People who love Thai tea so much cannot find any place there are numbers of people that love Thai tea in, in milk tea market and also foreigners as well. It is a must-drink beverage whenever you enter Thailand. So I think there is a room in, in this market. But then again, how can I elevate this it? It from $1 to 3 or 4 I started the interview and the feedback I got is, yeah, they like Thai tea, yes. <clears throat> they were looking for a place for Thai tea level which only sells Thai tea because at those times there were several uh, coffee shops that sells good Thai tea. But then all of these people who love Thai tea mentioned that I want to taste Thai tea without the contamination of the coffee smells. I gathered all of this information and then talked to my designer and make Thai people understand that this is a Thai product that you're proud to show on Instagram, on on Facebook, or how do you figure this-
1: out that people are willing to pay more than just one dollar, pay three to four dollars per cup?
2: There is a story to tell. There is a brand to show. There is an understanding in our clients and our first adopters. And yeah, after I launch it, they all get it. They understand what I'm trying to express, what I'm trying to show through the brand and the recipe. When you pick the right first adopter, first group of users, they will only tell about your brand in a positive way. And then I got a really positive feedback after I launched the first um, batch of our Thai tea because people get it, what I am what I was trying to say through the recipe, to the taste and the brand.
0: When you first launched, I think it was back in 2019, right? Before COVID. Yes. <laughs> the brand has just launched. People ha- haven't been
2: super adjusted to food delivery. So how did you cope with that? At first, I launched it online for the first period of COVID-19 in Thailand. I didn't have any problem with it because people at that time, people start switching their behavior from offline to online. And our online sales went up so quickly, 500%. And then the second period... There was a time that in Thailand, we got zero COVID. I decided to have our first branch in the shopping mall. Two or three months later, there were COVID in Thailand. Again, it came back. That was the time that I was I was struggled with this situation because the shopping mall was closed and I got no income. There was only expense. I decide to study more on the customer behaviors. What are they doing? What are they thinking of and everything. So it later on became a collaboration project that make us survive. We did a collaboration with Eric Kayser, a croissant brand from France. So I started to look up with all the consumer behaviors. What are they doing? What are they watching? What do they like to eat? Spending their time at home. How much would they want to spend? So it became this special afternoon tea set delivered to your door. That project gave us a recover from from the loss during COVID.
0: Yeah, I remember you were selling online a lot, doing doing lots of collaborations, and then um, COVID passed, and then you're starting to expand to, you know, a lot, numbers of shopping malls now. To take a little step back and looking at your journey from being an EdTech co-founder to being a food and beverage founder, what do you think is the
2: most challenging part of your entrepreneurship journey? I think the most challenging is you have to know everything. Let's say if I'm not knowing about food science and everything, one day I are the food scientist and he wants to consult me on this and that and that. And I cannot give him the answer or direction. I don't think that's a good leader. As an entrepreneur, you have to know basically Everything of what you're doing. And that's very hard because how can one person knows everything? I think you have to spend time and be very concentrated. And I somehow traded off my work-life balance, as I said at first. I don't think there is an actual work-life balance Mm -hmm. if you want to be a successful entrepreneur and so on.
0: You also mentioned that it's like waking up to solve problems every day.
2: Yes, yes. It's always like that, waking up to solve problem every day. And there is no guidelines for those problems. Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. What we can do is to just have a 10 or 20 backup plans in each day. Was
1: there, was there a moment that made you realize and felt like oh, shit, this is what it's actually like to be an entrepreneur.
2: At some certain point, you have to work with a lot of people, which came from... It's very hard to communicate and everybody understands in the same way. And this kind of thing always leads to problems,
0: so you work in a corporate before and then entering the entrepreneurship journey. How how did you navigate? Because you said it's very hard, right, to um know
2: everything. I had to change a lot. At first I I have to be honest that I wanted to quit so many times. <laughs> but then I realized that I don't have to cope with anything else but myself. I have to be brave enough to face everything because I'm the leader. I have to be ready for everything all the time. It means that, well, let's say, for example, if you're going to the exam and you want to get 100 points on this exam, you have to prepare yourself for like 200 or 300 to make myself go through all the problems and set up all the solutions for my employees i have to be ready all the time i have to study hard harder than anyone else in the company all the time it means that if there is a problem i am the first one that has to know how to cope with it or fix it so i have to stay calm (laughs) And I think well the experience will teach you everything because first at at first I faced this kind of problem and I think it was very hard for me to overcome. But then, if you face it this level, there will be another level harder. I just want to mention like the problem that I were facing recently. Well, last month there was a review on TikTok about our brand. So our, it was a bad review? It was a good review, but it impacted us too much. Oh, I see. Um, so it's a really good review. So people get yeah. really, the, the order just came flushing in. Yes, it was over our capacity that we prepared throughout the year, this year then after that review, our sales went up so quickly and we didn't prepare for this. <laughs> so it makes it short um, in terms of product. Clients came up yelling, why don't you have this product? What are the blah, 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 blah. There were so many complaints on how they went up to the shop and everything was sold out. They were queuing for An hour, why don't you have anything to serve us and everything. A huge operation problems and I have to fix it. I have to rush expanding our company, expanding our team, expanding our factory capacity within just one week. I I was just thinking not just to expand, but I also have to make other plans for for this for these capacity that i already expand and plan to expand more i didn't have time for sleeping at all last month and this kind of problem always always came up to the entrepreneur like this if you have
0: problems to solve day by day whether it's operation whether it's you know the the supply the human resource. yeah from hearing from you it's more it sounds like okay, you have decided that you're going to take control of this. You're going to be overprepared every time. You're going to be responsible for everything. So it sounds to me like more like a mental game that you have decided that you are going to to do it and you sort of self-manage because the biggest challenge is within yourself.
2: Sometimes I feel that I'm not good enough to do this, not good enough to be the leader or not good enough to running such a business. But one moment I realized if I'm not good enough, then who else? <laughs> it has to be me. So I encourage myself there I, I think there is no nobody can encourage yourself better than yourself. Mm. So I every day I wake up, I look into the mirror and say something good to yourself. like yes. Today you are. You look so smart. So you can do this. You're good enough. I I use this kind of thing to to like um mat- manipulate my brain to understand that I'm good enough, and it helps a lot. Just don't compete yourself with others. Well, for me myself and whenever I feel like I'm starting to compete myself with others, my motivation just drops every time
0: oh, but, and, but that's that's easier said than done right like yes. hey don't compare yourself to other people but at the same time in this era where you see you know successes everywhere on social media when you go to events and then you catch up with your fellow um, entrepreneur um, yeah. how to, when you feel the urge to compare yourself with other people how how do you
2: um, cope with that I might sound successful to some particular group of people, but to others, I might sound like I'm just a nobody. So it depends on who you're with or where you are to be such a successful person. There is different definition of success. So define your own success. Just don't let others to tell you that you're, oh, you're not successful and you're successful. Just don't do this. Just define your own. Well, for some people, being a corporate employee it sounds already successful. And that's fine for, for you. And that's fine for others as well. Just don't let others judge your own success and define your own. And I think that's it you can be one of the successful person on your own. You can be a successful uh, person on your own terms. Find first,
0: um, what does it mean for you to be successful and stick to that. Keep in mind that it's different for for everybody. So success for them may not answer um, your life purpose as well.
1: Flying a rocket to the moon might not be considered successful for anyone, for someone, but (laughs) actually, someone might be driven by I don't know growth learning or impact they're making to the society so everyone mm-hmm. is so different and everyone has their own meaning I think
0: what what has been helpful for me um, when when you feel the urge to compare yourself with others is to just take a little step back just you know be offline a little bit be with yourself and really reflect like what is it that you really want in life and is it is that thing that you're comparing yourself to? Um, something that you really want or is it like oh nice to have and I want to have that too like when you yeah. see your little friends have new toys and you're like oh I want to have that but it's really um, not something that you really want
1: now that you know what you know and you've been working on this for more than four years building two business um, across two different sector
2: what's the lesson that you would tell yourself I would tell myself to take care of your physical health. I, I I was starting in that there is a work-life balance, so I spend most of the time um, reading, working, studying, and um, practicing whatever I like to, and spend less time to sleep. <laughs> and this is what I always regret. I feel I'm so weak right now, and I, if I were to turn back time and tell myself, take good care of your body your physical health and be strong enough physically and then you you can be whatever you want you can do whatever you want to do
0: a lot of us um forget to take care of our own bodies and yeah. a lot of forget that if this machine doesn't mm-hmm. work you cannot even go out and you know have a meeting or whatever you can't even them, right yes. you can't even think and that's the whole point of being an entrepreneur you need to really think about the vision and
2: everything and
0: if you can't do that um if your body is not compatible
2: yeah i always think because my immune system was ruined somehow somewhere along the process i nowadays look back and one thing that i really want to fix is my physical health
1: Mm, take care of your asset first otherwise there'll be no business
0: Thank you. And if you um ever come to visit Thailand, um don't forget to Thai Karan Thai Tea. You just Google it. Um, just search it on Google map and it appears like everywhere.
1: Or on Instagram at Karan Thai Tea. K-A-R-U-N and then Thai Tea. Yes. Or hopefully name. in the Philippines soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Stay tuned. If this episode resonates with you, we'd like to hear your stories. Talk to us at the YOT Project
2: on Instagram and LinkedIn.